אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. Israel will be going to its fifth elections in under four years on November the 1st. The Knesset voted to disband itself on Thursday morning by a vote of 92 to 0. After the vote, outgoing Prime Minister Naftali Bennett and his replacement Yair Lapid embraced and switched places. Foreign Minister and now Prime Minister Yair Lapid formally succeeded Bennett at midnight between Thursday and Friday. He will hold the post through the elections and until a new coalition is formed. While the present coalition won its preferred election date, it failed to arrive at compromises necessary to pass other key laws. One law that failed to win approval before the Knesset dispersed, the Metro law, which would have enabled progress on the Tel Aviv-centred Metro project, was Labour's key project, and so the party boycotted the dispersal vote. In his address before the vote, opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu predicted that he and his allies would return to power, restore national pride and get Israel back on the track to success after what he called the failed experiment of the Bennett-led government. In her speech, Israel Beitenu MK Yulia Malikovsky attacked her fellow coalition members for lack of discipline. Immediately after the vote in the Knesset, Yair Lapid went to Yad Vashem saying that There I promised my late father, a Holocaust survivor, that I will always keep Israel strong and capable of defending itself and protecting its children. Outgoing Prime Minister Naftali Bennett held a transition of power ceremony and handover briefing for his incoming Prime Minister on Thursday. Bennett said this special role in this country don't belong to just one person, but to all of the people of Israel. Lapid responded that he would continue to work in partnership with Bennett and said we'll do the best we can for a Jewish democratic state, good and strong and thriving, because that is the job and it's bigger than all of us. On Wednesday evening, Bennett announced that he would not run in the upcoming elections and handed over the leadership of his Yamina party to long-time ally Ayelet Shaked. But until a new government is formed, he pledged his role as alternative prime minister to offer all assistance possible to Lapid, and he will continue to oversee Israel's Iran policy. On Thursday, after months of publicly stating he will compete for the helm of the, long t- of the opposition Likud party, MK Yuli Edelstein said he won't challenge long-time party chairman Benjamin Netanyahu before the um- upcoming elections. Edelstein said in a statement, Wherever I went, I've always put the Likud movement first. Now, when we face a critical election for the State of Israel, I cannot drag Likud into an internal fight and have therefore decided to retract my candidacy for the party chairmanship in the upcoming election. In a first televised statement as Prime Minister, last night Yair Lapid thanked his predecessor Naftali Bennett for the orderly transition of power. This was a jab at opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu, who broke a power rotation agreement with Benny Gantz in 2020. Lapid set out what he said should be Israel's shared goal, a Jewish, democratic, liberal, strong, advanced and prosperous Israel, saying we believe that Israel must be a liberal, liberal democracy in, every, where, in which every citizen has the right to change the government and set the course of their life, Nobody can be denied their fundamental rights, respect, liberty, freedom of employment and the right to personal security. 
He said, we believe that Israel is a Jewish state. Its character is Jewish. Its identity is Jewish. Its relations with its non-Jewish citizens are also Jewish. The book of Leviticus says, but the stranger who dwells with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and you shall love him as thyself. Speaking about foreign policy, he described the Abraham Accords as a great blessing. He paid tribute to the United States and vowed to harness the international community in the struggle against anti-Semitism and the delegitimization of Israel. He said that the greatest challenge internally was to stop the violence in the political arena. He said, in Israel, extremism doesn't come from the streets to politics. It's the opposite. It flows like lava from politics to the streets. The political sphere has become more and more extreme, violent and vicious, and it's dragging Israel society along with it. This we must stop. This is our challenge. The IDF announced yesterday that it had successfully intercepted three drones flown by Hezbollah headed for the Karish gas field in Israel's territorial waters. One of the aircraft was downed by an F-16 fighter jet and the other by two Barak miss- and the other two by Barak missile- missiles launched from the Saar 5 class Corvette INS in Elat. The IDF said the UAVs were identified at an early stage and monitored throughout their flight by air control units and intercepted at the most appropriate operational point. A preliminary investigation shows that the drones did not pose a real threat at any point during their flight. Defence Minister Benny Gans is set to hold an assessment with top security, with top security officials following the incident. Gunn said in a statement that the State of Israel is prepared to defend its infrastructure in the face of any threat. The Hezbollah terrorist organization undermines the Lebanese state's ability to reach an agreement on the maritime border that is essential to Lebanon's economy and citizens. Palestinian gunmen opened fire during clashes with Israeli troops guarding worshippers at Joseph's tomb on the outskirts of Nablus early on Thursday, lightly wounding through Israelis, three Israelis, including a senior officer. The clashes erupted as hundreds of Jewish worshippers under military escort arrived for their monthly prayers at the site. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency placed six employees on leave this week after the pro-Israel advocacy group UN Watch published a report showing they'd written posts in support of violence and Hamas. According to the report, UNRWA teacher Hannah Daoud in Jordan called on Muslims to fight against the Jews and kill them. And UNRWA teacher Elham Mansour in Lebanon called to slaughter Zionists. Other posted, others posted photos and clips in support of Hamas terrorism. Despite these suspensions, UN Watch, Watch urged UNRWA's donors to withdraw funding and maintained that the UN agency has failed to take any action against the offending workers since it began to bring the information to its attention seven years ago. UN Watch head Hilal Noah said, We've now exposed more than 120 UNRWA teachers and other staff who praise Hitler, glorify terrorism and spread anti-Semitism, and UNRWA has not given the name of a single one who has been fired. UNRWA is responsible for providing services to more than 1.5 million Palestinian refugees across the Middle East and employs over 30,000 people. Unilever has sold its Ben and Jerry's business interests in Israel to Avi Zinger, the Israeli manufacturer and distributor of the brand, who will now be independent. 
This means that Ben and Jerry's Israel will be allowed to sell its products on both sides of the green line, but it will be barred from using the Ben and Jerry's English label. The, ben, um, the American Ben and Jerry's announced they did not agree with Unilever's decision, saying we continue to believe it is inconsistent with Ben and Jerry's values for our ice cream to be sold in the occupied Palestinian territory. In stark contrast to the United States, the Knesset Labor, Welfare and Health Committee on Monday approved new regulations aimed at making it easier for women to get an abortion by removing some of the procedures required, opening up broader and simplified options for those seeking an end to pregnancy. This is Peter Jones-Pellach reporting for SBS Radio from Jerusalem. Ikvu acharenu ve'afitzu otanu derech dafa Facebook shelanu. <laughs>